0: All right, everybody, welcome to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad to be with you here as we discuss all things Islanders, as we do every Monday through Friday here on our show. And uh, don't forget now, tomorrow, we're going to have a special crossover edition with the host of Locked On Avalanche. We'll talk more about the Devontae's trade and also, you know, one of the players that the Islanders sign came from the Avalanche organization. So we're going to go over all that, get a little more insight into this trade, and uh, that'll be part of the Friday or weekend edition of the show. If there's something Islanders related that's on your mind, feel free to contact us via email. The address lockedonislanders@gmail.com. lockedonislanders at gmail.com. You could also leave your name and where you're from, and we're happy to mention you on the air whenever it is we talk about what's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on the latest Islanders news and notes. We've got a lot to talk about on today's show as we continue Our look through the Islanders roster. We are going to take a look at Ryan Pulak, what his season was like, where he fits in going forward to this Islanders organization. We'll have our Islanders birthday of the day. We will have uh, the very latest on which free agents are still out there. And do you think the Islanders will actually look to sign any of them? And of course, we will also take a look at the arbitration schedule, because the Islanders still do have two players who are scheduled to undergo arbitration, and we'll break that down. In fact, let's start with the arbitration situation. With the trading of Devontae's, the Islanders still have two players on the arbitration list. The first is Josh Hosang, who is scheduled to be before the arbitrator on October 30th, And then the Islanders also have Ryan Pulak, who will be on November 6th. That is the date scheduled for his hearing. Now, the way these work is this. The player and the team can negotiate up until the moment that the arbitration actually gets underway, and that would eliminate, obviously, the need for the arbitration hearing. And Obviously, also, if a player gets traded or, uh, you know, moved, then obviously the new team uh, that has their rights would take over uh, as the other side in the arbitration hearing. For Hosang, I don't think the Islanders are all that concerned. If anything, Josh Hosang will be playing elsewhere or in Bridgeport. I, I-, I think the odds of him actually being on the Islanders roster this coming season are extremely slim to none, and I think by keeping his salary number lower, you can maybe help entice another team to take on his contract in a trade, you know, as part of a deal that also gives the Islanders some cap relief, or that, you know, sweetens the pot to get some draft picks, or, or some combination thereof. As for Ryan Pulak, that is a little bit more of a uh, difficult situation for the Islanders. Pulak remaining uh, probably going to be one of the Islanders' top defense pairing again this year and is certainly due for a large raise. Certainly, it would benefit both player and the Islanders organization to come to some kind of consensus, whether it's a bridge deal for shorter term or a long-term deal that's going to lock up Ryan Pulak. Uh, And if you're Lou Lamorello and you're able to get a little bit creative with it, maybe you give Pulak a little bit less money the first year or two because the cap is stagnant due to coronavirus, and then there's a big escalator in his contract, or maybe you can use the signing bonus to spread out the cap hit. There are a number of possibilities, but I would tend to think that the Islanders would be happier reaching an agreement with Ryan Pulak, whether it is, again, a one- or two-year deal or a longer deal, in order to have more control and more say over exactly what happens with Pulak. And look, at this point, he is on their top defense pairing every reason to believe he will be and we'll talk more about Ryan Pulock as he is the Islanders player of the day that we're going to examine his season that was and where he fits in so uh you know his future with the team obviously going to be an important factor for the New York Islanders as they attempt to go forward interesting article that I read yesterday At lighthousehockey.com by Jenny Berman. And she basically said that trading Devontae's, the article uh, says, represents an organizational failure for the Islanders. And, uh, you know, she makes some very interesting points. I don't agree with the entire, uh, you know, argument that she makes, but she makes some very good points. And look, there are definitely some issues that came up that past contracts that the Islanders signed were certainly not good deals, and the Islanders definitely overpaid a lot of their bottom six forwards. You talk about Leo Kamarov, you talk about Cal Clutterbuck, possibly Casey Zizekas. You obviously have the Garth Snow you know, contract with Andrew Ladd, and then you have Boychuk and Letty, uh, who, as I've mentioned on the show, yeah, they're still good hockey players, but their salary is much higher than their production as of right now, so you look at that, and you can make the argument that, yes, there was a a problem that certainly Lou Lamorello could have or should have known that signing Ryan Pulak, Devon Taves, and Matt Barzal was not necessarily going to be easy. The problem with the argument, though, in my mind, is that nobody anticipated a couple of things. The biggest one, obviously, being the cap flattening out the way it did. And the no one could predict that the coronavirus was going to happen. And if the cap went up, you know... A couple of million dollars, the Islanders probably would have been in much better shape with regard to signing Pulak, Barzal, and Taves and being able to keep them all. But look, the the point that she made that I thought was excellent is the Islanders, and this de- definitely dates back to the Garth Snow era, and Snow made some very good moves as well, but they definitely overpaid Some of their bottom six forwards, their bottom pair defensemen, and Andrew Ladd, who really doesn't have a place on this roster right now because his contract is so high. So yeah, there have been mistakes, and when the cap flattened out, those mistakes came home to roost, but to say it's an organizational failure, well, yeah, to a point. But there are probably about, you know, 18 to 22 other teams out there who are in similar situations because of the cap situation. All right, we're going to talk more about free agency, what lies ahead, who's still out there that the Islanders might be interested in. We'll talk about Ryan Pulak's season that was and season that is. We have our Islanders birthday of the day. We've got a lot to talk about on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Folks, if you're like me, you know, I'm an expert on hockey, but I'm not an expert on cars and auto parts. And it's always difficult walking into an auto parts store. I don't feel sure about it. And, you know, chain stores always have different price tiers for professionals and and do-it-yourselfers. But, you know, rockauto.com can solve that problem. Their prices are the same for everyone, and they are reliably low RockAuto.com always charges the lowest prices possible, rather than changing their prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. There's no account membership or logon required, and RockAuto.com is a family business who's been serving auto parts customers online for more than 20 years. They have everything that your car or truck would need, engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil. Or even a new carpet, whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks and they'll deliver it directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts that are available for your car or truck, and write locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. So, who are some of the free agents who are still out there, because here we are, you know, almost a week into free agency, and a lot of the best players certainly have moved on and been signed elsewhere. I'm going to throw out just a couple of uh, of names, but nobody here really jumps out at me as, oh my, this is a guy the Islanders have to have. The top player left on most boards, is Mike Hoffman, the winger of the Florida Panthers. 29 goals, 59 points this past year. He's 30 years old, earned a little more than $5.1 million this past season. And, you know, Hoffman would definitely help the Islanders' power play, but I don't know if he would fit in well to the Barry Trotz system, and the bigger issue is, and this is going to be an issue with almost all of these free agents, how do you fit them in under the salary cap unless Lula Amorello pulls off a big trade to unload some cap space first? Other players out there, Evgeny Dodonov, uh, also of Florida, he's 31, 25 goals, 47 points, another winger, slightly lower salary last year of $4 million. Uh, if you want to go younger and a little cheaper as far as the cost goes, you have Anthony Duclair, who has now uh, played, a- ended last year with the Ottawa Senators. He's been in a number of organizations already. Duclair is only 24. He's got great speed, uh, 23 goals, 40 points last year. Certainly would boost the Islanders offensively. But he doesn't have the reputation of playing well in all three zones, and that would probably make the Islanders very wary, to say the least. Uh, you have Carl Soderberg of Arizona, but again, Soderberg, 34 years old, 17 goals, 35 points, and made four and three quarters million last year. Not what I think the Islanders are really looking for. You still have some of the veteran players out there, uh, Corey Perry, who played with Dallas last year, uh, only five goals and 21 points in 57 games. He's also 35. You have Ilya Kovalchuk, who was with the Capitals, 10 goals and 26 points in 46 games. He's 37. You know, maybe you can get a guy like Kovalchuk fairly inexpensively, or a guy like Perry, and they have a little experience. But I, I just can't imagine that, again, that would be money well spent for the Islanders and based on, you know, Kovalchuk's questionable habits in his own end, uh, maybe not what the Islanders are looking for. So I, I am of the belief right now that the Islanders are more likely to add a big weapon via trade than they are via the... Uh, than the free agent market, just because of the cost involved and the number of players available and the lack of cap space that the Islanders have. But, of course, we'll keep you up to date on all of that uh, via Twitter and, of course, on the show. All right, time for our Islanders birthday of the day, and uh, we're a day early on this one. Yeah, it's Brock Nelson's birthday today, but I try to make these Islanders' birthdays of the day uh, more historical than present day. And today, we're going to wish a happy birthday one day early to former Islanders defenseman Darius Kasparitis. Kasper will turn 48 years old on Friday, and of course we wish him the very best. Uh, the native of Lithuania, one of the more physical Players in Islanders history joined the Islanders in 1992-93 after spending uh, parts of five seasons with uh, a team in Russia, Moscow Dynamo, and uh, was with the Islanders through the end of the 1990 well through the beginning of the 1996-97 season when he was traded to the Penguins. Later played for the Avalanche and the Rangers before retiring uh, after a few games in the KHL in the 2008-2009 season. Kasperitis, unafraid to get physical with anybody out on the ice, and Islander fans used to love watching him go at it with Mark Messier or Adam Graves during that Ranger-Islander rivalry, and, you know, Casper had a great sense of humor uh, and really had a great spirit about him. It was a Hard-hitting, tough-playing defenseman and a fan favorite. Obviously, when he went to the Rangers, that changed. But overall, when he was with the Islanders, fans absolutely loved Darius Kasparaitis. We're going to look back at one of Kaspar's better games as an Islander. April 13th, 1993, at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. Cue up Brass Bonanza because it's the Islanders against the Hartford Whalers. Mario Gosselin is the starting goalie for Hartford. Glenn Healy in between the pipes for the Isles. And in the first period, it was Hartford jumping out quickly to a 2-0 lead. First, Pat Verbeek, his 37th from Andrew Castles and Jeff Sanderson at 940. And then a minute and a half later, it was Sanderson, his 46th goal of the year from Andrew Castles and Pat Verbeek. So that line with two goals in a short amount of time, and the Isles trailed 2-0. But the Islanders stormed back. Ray Ferraro, a former Hartford Whalers player, getting the Isles on the board at 11.51, his 12th from Pat Flatley and Jeff Norton. Then at 14.50, Derek King, his 38th from Steve Thomas, And Pierre Turgeon in the game was all tied at 2-2. In the third, Darius Kasparaitis gets his fourth goal of the year from Ray Ferraro and Benoit Hogue at 16-27. Islanders had a 3-2 lead heading into the locker room after the first period. And the Whalers ended up changing goaltenders Mike Lenarduzzi coming in to play the second period on. In the second period, the Whalers do get to tie it. Pat Verbeek, his second of the game, 38th of the year, from Eric Weinrich and Jeff Sanderson. That is how it was at the end of the second period. Some rough stuff in that second period, uh, as well with Rich Pilon getting involved in it, as did Steve Thomas earlier in the period, Uh, Thomas going with Mark Jansen's while Pilon tangled with Barry uh, Nekash of the Whalers. In the third period, Islanders had a kill-off a power play when Ray Ferraro was called for cross-checking, but they got the job done. Tom Fitzgerald and Terry Yake had a little uh, roughing incident early on in overtime, but no further goals, and at the end of the day, the Whalers and the Islanders skated too a 3-3 three three tie. Glenn Healy, 27 saves. Ray Ferraro was the Islanders' leading point-getter with one goal and one assist, but of course the go-ahead goal uh, was scored by our Islanders' birthday of the day, Darius Kasparaitis. He also uh, tied for the team lead with a plus-two along with Tom Curvers, Benoit Hogue, and Ray Ferraro. As for the shots, 4 For Darius Kasparaitis, that led the team on this particular night. So, happy 48th birthday to Darius Kasparaitis, one of the more popular Islanders of the early 90s. A big part of that big playoff run in 1993, where he played in 18 playoff games, picked up five assists, and had 31 penalty minutes. All right, we're going to look at Ryan Pulak, his season, and what's ahead for him. More to come on the Locked On Islanders Podcast. And Islander fans, all of us hit the wall once in a while. But how do you break through your wall? Well, you gotta try Built Go. Built Go is the healthy replacement for your energy drink, but the energy is not fake, it's lasting, and it's natural. Whether you have a mental or physical wall, break through it with Built Go every day. It comes in easy to take, one and a half ounce packages. You can just put it in your briefcase to make your most focused presentation ever, or in your golf bag to power you through the back nine. It's the best workout gel on the market. It's just like five-hour energy without the same crash feeling, and it's natural, so it's better for the body. It's just like drinking a monster drink with just a third of the caffeine and better results. And it comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, Or chocolate milk built go combines energy gel with collagen protein so it's fast absorbing and gets into the system fast and it's easy on the stomach it's got beta alanine vitamin B3 honey and a little kick of caffeine then built go kicks in to keep you going because it also has vitamin B6 vitamin B12 and collagen actually promotes joint soft tissue hair and skin health this stuff literally makes you look better. Visit BuiltGo.com and use the promo code LOCKED to get 20% off your next order. That's the promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. So let's pick things up here with Ryan Pulak. Uh, He is our Islanders player of the day. Uh, As we go through the entire roster and and basically talk about their future and, and the season that was, Pulak, 26 years old right now, uh, turned 26 in October. The Dauphin, Manitoba native had a good season for the Islanders, playing on the top pairing, 68 games, 10 goals, which matched his career high, 35 points, which had him well ahead of last year's pace. I mean, 35 points in 68 games after the year before, he had 37 points while playing in all 82 contests. In the playoffs, all 22 games played, two goals, 10 points. And, you know, here's the thing about Ryan Pulak that you love. He gives you a lot of minutes. Of that, there is no question. And he's going to get you some time on the power play. Both of his goals and one assist in the playoffs came on the power play Three of his 10 goals came on the power play during the regular season. He's clutch. He had three game winning goals this past season, and he is going to hit uh, pretty well 110 hits, 139 block shots, and in the playoffs, uh, 58 block shots in those 22 games. Not afraid to sacrifice the body, plays very well in his own zone, has a good shot plays on the power play, can help kill penalties. Pulak is out on the ice when the opposing team's top line tends to be out there. That increases his value. He is on the arbitration list, as we mentioned earlier in the show, and obviously the New York Islanders do not want him to come away with too high a salary. You don't want to have that same problem that you had with Devontae's where the Islanders will be struggling to fit him under the cap, hoping they can find a way to get him either signed to a long-term deal or a bridge deal, but on terms that both sides can live with. And look, I don't see any reason why Pulak will not be again on the Islanders' top defensive pairing this year and will be a major contributor to the team's success. The fact that he was healthy throughout the season and throughout the playoffs was a big factor in the Islanders' success, and he and Adam Pellick make a very, very strong duo as the Islanders' top defensive pairing. And here's the other thing. At 26 years old, Pulak really entering his prime now, and you got to figure the next three to six seasons is going to be His prime as an NHL defenseman, and the Islanders definitely want to lock him up and keep him here as they move forward. All right, that's going to do it for us on today's show. Tomorrow, we'll have that crossover episode with Locked On Avalanche as we further discuss the Devontae's trade and a couple of other things. Uh, So that should be uh, very, very interesting. You'll get a different uh, perspective on some of the players the Islanders also signed. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.